I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, I noticed you did a lot of... Yeah, uh, bring it. You did a lot of throat clearing and, and stuff there. And uh, I want to I tell you, I've discovered something that I think might be uh, really useful for you. You're going to tell me about that gross thing that you use. The right? neti pot. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Please, please sell it to me. I haven't cleared my throat once in the last three weeks. Really? That's entirely... What, what about when you have something important to say? Roy, you know, as well as our listeners do, from listening to me, that I clear my throat all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. I, I try. I move away from the mic, but you can still hear it. Uh, so then it's helped not, not at all, or it's helped some? I have no or idea. is it all in your head? The thing is, I have ah, no, haha, I have no head. idea how miserable I would be without doing it. Okay. So the just general baseline sinus misery that I experience from day to day, it's, you know, it seems maybe better. Okay. Roy, I know you had a kid recently, mm-hmm. uh, but today I got something that is almost the next best thing. Uh-huh. I got a new set of tires on my car. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that, that is sort of what, what, what I think about. Right, I know maybe your kid it's is... almost as good as having a new set of tires. Your kid is the future and stuff, but how well does she hug the road? <laughs> well, if you said... Right, right now, she can't uh, hold her whole body up. Only her neck and her head, so uh, she hugs it pretty well. Oh well, okay. If you put her down on her face, like she's she's not moving. All right. Well, I know that I know that your kid represents a, a legacy for you, and that you know somebody that you can teach things, and then she'll be around after you're gone. But uh, is she shiny? Mm, sometimes she gets milk on her face, and her face is shiny. It's gross. Roy, I know your kid uh, will sometimes have a gleam in her eye that inspires you and makes your entire life feel like it's worth living, but uh, Mm -hmm. how's her traction? Her traction? How how would you describe her traction? I'm asking you. you Man, I don't have a fucking kid. Yeah, yeah, you have no idea. Um, Her traction could be a little bit better. Yeah? Yeah. I know a guy. Yeah, sometimes she doesn't make uh, turns turns as, as soundly as she should. I'll give you a phone number. You can get her rotated and balanced. Okay. Everything will be great. Mm. Okay. You know what Thank I like? You. you know what I like about Is my... Is that real service? You know what I like about my car dealership? Uh, I took my car in to get new tires put on it, and they, they rotated and balanced them for free. And then mm-hmm. they also vacuumed my car. Mm-hmm. They, they cleaned out all the, you know, sort of like the dander and... All the Cheerios? Hobo whiskers, Cheerios. Are you going to be one of those assholes whose car is full of fucking Cheerios, Roy? I think we've had this conversation before. Um, You know, Corinne and I have been discussing this a whole lot. And the reason, um, I I think one of our um, decisions is that we want to sort of have um, real set meal times. And when you do that, you don't snack between them. And I realize that kids, you know, sometimes need something to eat and so on, but you can also create... You know, I don't think that kids need something to eat between well, meals. They, I think that if you had a kid that you just fed three meals a day and did not let I the kid have any kid, Cheerios have in between kids... I think four meals a day, actually. I yeah, I don't think you have to. I think maybe they want you to, but I really don't think like you have to. Big, big food? Oh, yeah, big food. No, uh, I'm saying the big kid. Cheerio. I'm saying the kid wants you to. Big kid. Uh-huh. Big kid, like obese kid, whose <laughs> legs you have to cut off yourself. You you will eventually, if you give your kid snacks between meals, you will eventually be responsible uh-huh. for gnawing your no, kid's having, feet off having with your own teeth. four meals a day isn't having snacks between meals. It's creating a schedule where you have four meals a day. So what's next? Five meals? <laughs> no. You so what you're saying is you, you your, your kid has three meals, meals with you, and then you take your kid to Taco Bell for a fourth <laughs> meal. 
That's true. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's when you want a fourth. Well, meal. your kid will say to you, Daddy, my Doritos is my taco. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I'm teaching her Spanish. Oh, good. Ah, that's going to work great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it's fine. it's critical. It's critical that kids be bilingual so that they can do those tricks that you do later in life where it's real easy for you to pick up a language. Yeah, and someone stumps you when they ask you what something means. Or what, oh, you were totally right about is. hierro and uh, fiero. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, was, I was misinformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fiero is fierce. Yeah. Hierro is iron. Hierro um, fiero is uh, fierce iron. Um... I, I think I this is a good point to it because I have been thinking about this and where sometimes I think our listeners may not understand why my language skills aren't as uh, prodigious as they should be. See, I don't even know what that word meant. Uh-huh. Um, but it's because when I moved to the U.S., I had completed fourth grade in Mexico and then I started fifth grade in the U.S. Right, and fourth grade in Mexico is equivalent to the the grade that you go through three years before kindergarten in the U.S. It's actually higher. Oh, um, oh They wow. thought of skipping me a grade because I was uh, redoing a lot oh, of So stuff. you were a super genius even in super genius school. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know anything about American history, so... That, that hey, was, I still uh, ter- don't. It's not slowing me down any. But um, my language skills haven't progressed as much as they should. And, you know, I mostly only speak to my mother in Spanish. And there's a bunch of shit you don't talk to your mother about. Oh, right. And then there's a bunch of things. Like, so you only know the Spanish for the things that you do talk to your mother about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Going to church. Okay. Uh, and how you haven't paying, much Paying lately? my taxes, I oh, do, yeah. actually. Yeah, you talk to your mother about paying your taxes? Uh-huh. I yeah, never we, talk to my mother we, about we paying my about, taxes. Uh, also, political things, which are really fun to talk to her about. Oh, good. Uh, because we have very different uh, opinions about stuff. You know, I don't have any sense of where your mother's politics might be. Would you say that your mother is a Republican? I would say that. Huh. Yeah. That actually surprises me quite really? a bit. Yeah. But she's a Republican that would... Um, be all for legalizing drugs in the U.S. Oh, yeah, because your mom loves to party down she with a fat like doobie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that just goes without saying. She yeah. is Mexican, after all. Sure, yeah, yeah, she gets the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing that I know about marijuana, is that the really good stuff Comes is the stuff Mexico. you get from Mexico. <laughs> well, from Mexico City, come on. Oh, like okay. High class. Yeah, sure, sure. They have, uh, they have skyscrapers of hydroponic nugs. Yeah. Well, where else are you going to uh, grow it? Yeah, you don't have any... Uh, in that lake yeah. underneath Tenochtitlan? Yeah, they they need light source. Yeah, sure. You can use the ancient uh, Anasazi crystals. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm assuming there are some glowing ancient Anasazi crystals under the water there. Is that true that Which the was, Anasazi oh, invented crystals? No, they had ancient glow... No, they didn't invent them. They discovered them. I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Anasazi were even anywhere near Mexico City. No. I think that was a... They're in our a region. northerly tribe, yeah. Our region here in, mm-hmm. the, in the U.S. Well, we're fairly close to Mexico here. Yeah, this used to be Mexico. They moved around a lot. I, I hear they're trying to take it over again. Yeah, they are. They're, they're coming to take our jobs. Uh-huh. The jobs that should belong to our thankless teenagers. Uh, yeah. How you been, Roy? I've it's been It's been a couple right. of weeks. Hey, so we, were, had, we were gone for a while. Yeah, you went to uh, the Dragon Con. I did. Which, uh, last year I went with you and got real, real drunk. Yeah. You, I'm uh, assuming you kind of got drunk because you sent me a few text messages, but maybe you didn't. Wait, maybe did you're I? just being friendly. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, you do don't you, remember, so are you one so of those maybe... people like my mom who thinks that I only call you when I'm drunk? 
You you don't call me. Oh, that's true. I never do. You call just you. send me a text message that you forget about. Oh yeah. What did the text messages that I sent you say? Uh, you said some guy with a striped oh. T-shirt. Yeah, uh, I was perfectly sober because some guy with a striped t-shirt said, hey, I'm an advice hot dog listener. Say hi to Roy. Oh, well, you didn't tell me that. And, I, and I said, okay. And he said, yeah, he doesn't know me or anything. Just tell him that I said hi. And I'm like, okay. Did some guy his name? with a striped t-shirt said hi. Striped shirt. No, he did not. Oh. So, hi, that guy. Yeah, hi. Thanks for listening. If I... If I knew your name, you know I would what say he said, You know what he said to me, Roy? What? He said, I am one of probably literally tens of people that listen to your podcasts. Uh-huh. And I thought... That is what he said? And I thought, you son of a bitch. Ah. You, you wrong guessing, insulting because we ass, have almost a hundred, right? We have almost a hundred. Uh-huh. We, we, we don't just have tens. We have, we have more than podcasts. a bunch of tens mm-hmm. of listeners. That's, I'm very proud of us. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. I like to, I look forward to this all week. We did a panel where we, uh, well, you get to get out of the house, get away from the old ball and chain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about your daughter. She doesn't let you have any fun. No. She's all, I want to puke on stuff. And she doesn't puke all that. Oh, yeah? No. Good. She'll learn. Somebody needs to teach her how to puke. She's getting kind of fat. (laughs) Oh, well, good. Yeah, maybe you should encourage her. Teach her how to do it No, she's very sweet. I I really love her. we should have issued a trigger warning at the beginning of this show. What? Bulimia is no laughing matter. Bulimia is no laughing matter. I I do agree with that. Being at Corinne's school, um, I learn... I actually uh, put faces to things that I know about uh, certain students and so on. And, you know, a lot of uh, the students suffer from bulimia and eating disorders. And it makes me extremely sad. Uh, You know what? uh, You know what face uh, you, you, you can't find there is the what? a face brightened by learning <laughs> i would disagree with that mm-hmm. yeah i would you're just saying that because your wife listens to this podcast oh no she's no she totally doesn't a long yeah, time no, ago uh she hears me say all the stupid things <laughs> i had a friend in person i had a friend uh, uh when we were at comic-con she told me yeah so i listened to your podcast uh, the first episode and that story you told about the corn guy was really gross and i didn't uh, listen to the rest of it and i didn't listen to any more of them ever <laughs> wow yeah Huh. I, was I feel good. that story brought in a lot of listeners. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, it's kept them, what are they going to say next? Yeah, exactly. The ones who like us listen because they want to see what we're going to say next, and the ones who hate us listen because they want to see what we're going to say next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like talk radio. Who knows what kind of gross stories we're going to tell. <laughs> a lot of them. Has anything interesting happened uh, with poop recently? Uh, n- n- well, uh, Cora's p- I mean, I assume you're talking about the baby. Or do you want to know about me? I started drinking uh, prune juice every once in a while, the, the warrior's drink, as, as you may recall from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. And uh, I don't know if it's my age, but that stuff really gets things going. Yeah? Yeah, like all of a sudden. Good. It's it's good that I don't drink it at restaurants. Okay. Why do you not like using a public restroom? Do you not like taking a dump in the middle of a restaurant? Not, not a whole lot. And not when it makes a lot of noise. I get very self-conscious about that. You know, uh, this, this is a not at all interesting story. But uh, you know how every once in a while when you take a dump, it's just perfectly clean? Like, it's just like, oh, that thing was just yeah. totally self-contained and it comes out. Mm-hmm. I refer to those as magic butthole moments. Because really? when that happens, I think to myself, I have a magic butthole. Huh. It, it's like a it's like pooping fairy dust 
it's not it's like it it removes you from the the base requirements of biological necessity as a human it's like oh man yeah if i if i had been designed to live instead of just occurring this way that is how i would poop every time and you know what roy this trip to dragon con every single time Really? I know. That never happens. That never happens. It's like I Especially was... Especially on a trip, right? Yeah, it's like I was blessed. Wow. Here's the other thing. I've been eating a lot less meat just at random for whatever reason, and I think maybe that's it. Oh, really? I think that maybe vegetarians just have like little pellet woodchuck poops. Like like uh, rabbits? Yeah. Yeah, you never see a rabbit like, oh man, I really need to clean my ass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, rabbits so, are always just like, I'm hopping around like I don't give a fuck. I... <laughs> Yeah, rabbits don't give a fuck. I know. Um, I was once told a story about a friend who had a pet rabbit who, when it got scared, would uh, leap into the air and spin in circles, just spraying urine in a circle. And I, just, I really want to see that. That's a really effective defense mechanism. I, yeah, Have you I ever tried I, doing that? I know, but I wish I, I could. I would, like. I think maybe if I was on a trampoline. Sure. Because Although it's hard the to effort get of jumping up spinning very hard on a trampoline. You kind of yeah. have to do it in uh, three turns, maybe, or two turns. Two, yeah, right? I don't know two if that jumps. counts, though. I think you got to go, because this is like just Well, a, you know, maybe you should just practice on a trampoline without peeing. That's not fun. See if it works. No, oh, I can only pee get... if I'm on a trampoline, right? That's, uh-huh. that's, that's why I have a trampoline in front of my sink. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I want to uh, ask you a very personal question about these magic uh, butthole moments that yeah. you've been experiencing. So because they're so magical and perfect, do you do anything? I mean, or I, do you just leave it intact? I, I take a Is picture that... like I usually do, mm-hmm. right? But I put a little gold foil star on the uh-huh. corner of the picture uh-huh. to signify. Not, yeah. you know, not yeah, that I couldn't yeah, look at them and... you don't sully your body guess with paper products. Whether they were... Uh, well, no. Man, okay. you know me. I don't yeah. use shampoo. I don't use soap. I recently stopped using shaving cream. Uh-huh. Yeah, toilet paper's next. Yeah. You're next, buddy. That's what I said. I pointed at a roll of toilet paper and I said, buddy, you're next. Mm-hmm. Your days are numbered. Doesn't matter how many ply you have. Right. How many cute bears are on your label. Mm-hmm. I've had it. Bears and diapers. No, but you, tr- you. Yes, the way that you find out that you've had a magic butthole moment is that you wipe and then there's nothing on the paper. So what? Oh, what's, what's that's, your? That's the proof. That's what's your like, question? The uh, proof is in the pudding. Th- that's like after the wedding night. Oh yeah, yeah. You you have the sheet as proof of, of yep. what what has taken place. Yeah, you traipse through the town saying, "Look, I was super drunk and I spilled wine on my sheets and I couldn't get a boner, so I just passed out and I feel really gross today." Does anybody <laughs> have a bacon sandwich? Well, that your was wife's going to make the... That was the oh, I guess, yeah, I guess you. that's the thing your wife needs to... No, you're like, oh, I did a really shitty job of picking a wife, and she doesn't know how to make a bacon sandwich. How would you not know uh, how to make that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like the kind of thing where just saying the words, you should be able to figure it out, right? Well, you may not know what a sandwich is. Okay, sure. Right? Right, so I mean, it depends. What do I do with the bacon? You know, maybe you have an extremely young wife who's never heard of a sandwich, or she doesn't know where to go to get bacon. She's not fashionable. She doesn't know how to make bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dragon Con was fun. Yeah, I played yeah. a bunch of board games. Um, you know, I talked to some some people. Okay, and you did a panel, panel, right? Yeah, I did people a panel. People asked you questions yeah. about your game? Yeah, they did. We talked about Kingdom of Loathing a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was good. Okay. I, I, you know, it was not as fun as previous years have been. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the magic wears off as you do things multiple times, you know? Mm-hmm. Just in life. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about novelty. You know, you're always chasing that dragon. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you could literally start dragon, doing that. Dragon Con. I, did, I wasn't even making a joke about chasing the dragon by going to Dragon Con again. Mm-hmm. I didn't spend a lot of time looking at the cosplayers. Mm. Did you get me a sword? No, I didn't. Right, I flew back and I didn't check a bag. How was I supposed to get you a sword? I'm telling you, the next time the Crossroads of the West gun show is in town, you and I are going to the Crossroads of the West gun show. And when is that? Dude, I don't know. It happens like... I need a sword now. It happens like eight times a year. Uh Uh-huh. There is always a billboard for it. You will see a billboard for the Crossroads of the West gun show. uh, The fluorescent yellow. Yeah, you will see a billboard. Colobo-boards. Colobo-boards. That is exactly it. Uh Uh-huh. yeah, they hire really drunk guys to advertise the Crossroads of the West gun show. And it'll be at the fairgrounds, which is right over by your house. So I will come I will come to your house. I will pick you up. I will go to the gun show Do with you. I will buy foods I will and buy your admission. stuff there. Yeah, they have all kinds of shit. You can get a hot dog. Okay. Probably. You'll probably get some cotton candy. You know, they have stuff to entertain the kids, blow guns. Mm-hmm. I kinda want a blow gun. I think I would have bought. I really wanted one when I was younger. I really wanted one when I was a kid too, and I would go to gun shows with my dad, and he was like, "No, I'm not buying you a fucking blowgun." And I want. <laughs> Did you go- ever save up your money so you could buy it yourself? Man, I never saved up money for shit except Bon Jovi cassettes. <laughs> really? Uh, no, no. Actually, I I had a deal worked out with my dad for a while where. Uh, and I did not realize how good of a deal he was getting on this. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would, every week, I would mow the lawn in exchange for a cassette of my choice hmm. uh, that he would buy at Walmart on his way okay. home from work one but day. But that could be 10 bucks or something, right? Right. But it was like, it took like eight hours to mow the lawn. <laughs> and I thought I was getting a hell of a deal. Sure. But this was an extremely large lawn. But I got to mow it with a riding lawnmower. Eight, eight hours? It was really? an all-day affair to mow. The, like, yeah. It was, okay. a, it was a really, really big lawn. Okay. At that point, just plant some fucking crops or something. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> do you really need a lawn that's the size of six football fields? No, I don't think you do. I think you need some... Was it really that big? Crops? I was huge. Six football fields. I'm, yeah. Football field is really big. No, probably not. Okay. Dude, I don't One fucking One football know. field. At least no more than that. At least three, three football fields. Yeah, that that is actually probably accurate. Okay, then you should plant some crops. Yeah, I bet you could plant a bunch of weed and uh, you know get away with it. Yeah, oh, that was the that was the farm on which we uh, burned a lot of weed that that got confiscated. Oh, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, Did I remember people being ever stand in the smoke. They joked about it a lot. I don't think that they actually did. Okay. But I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't really understand. What? what why was, they were burning a, yeah, a bunch I, of plants? Yeah, I didn't really understand what was... No, I understood why they were burning it, because it was a thing that people weren't supposed to have. I didn't understand why it was funny. Oh, Because okay. they clearly all thought it was funny sure. that they were doing this. Well, they and they made they made a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, you know, I... It is my understanding, based on having talked to my dad later in life, that, like, at a lot of the parties that we went to with all of the cops, they were getting high. <laughs> and and so it was, you know. I He would have had my vote. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I got my mother's vote. I have some, yeah, I know. Except he's a Demo, he was a Democrat. It doesn't matter. He always ran as a Democrat. Yeah. She probably would have so, voted, voted for him. Do you think him. your mother's going to vote for Joe Arpaio? I... Regretfully, I think she will. I mean, she does hate immigrants. Yeah. So, their platforms are very similar. Uh, I I actually don't really want to talk about it a whole lot, but yeah, she probably will. Uh, that's awful, mm-hmm. Roy. I'm not certain, 
But, uh, you know, she thinks that he has uh, experience. Know, not that that motherfucker is going to have any... It, it's like his competition is, is a bunch of fucking stoners. Nobody can ever get their act together to mount a serious uh, this campaign year against him. He has more, more competition than before, but uh, his campaign is getting, um, you know, so many more dollars, like out-of-state money. Like the Republican Party very much wants him to win. I would just like to go on record uh, for you advice hot dog listeners who might occasionally read a story about Arizona that makes you think, wow, you- Zach and Roy are really fucking assholes. Uh-huh. Uh, no, man. Man, no. We didn't vote for any of this shit. <laughs> I haven't, oh, I haven't, because we live in Arizona. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, what I'm okay. saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it makes me upset sometimes that that um, our state is seen that way. But, you know, I, I'm sure we also have listeners that uh, agree with our bio and brewer and What's going on here? I don't agree with you on that. I don't you think know, that we, I, I don't. Would, I bet we don't have a single listener that thinks that Joe Arpaio is not an asshole. Well, I'm calling. This is a challenge. Uh, it's not that. Would you vote for him? When, I mean, a lot of people are assholes that you would still vote for. Okay. Right? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So if we have a listener out there that would vote for Arpaio, honestly. Would you let us know? Yeah. Tell us why. Also, mm-hmm. watch goddamn Step Up Revolutions. And yeah. send us a review. How Man. hard is that, people? Um, okay, so I have a story about this because uh, this week was very exciting for, for me and, and Corinne because Corinne's parents offered to come over and watch Cora so that we could go watch a movie. Okay. And, you know, we, we had to pick something that was shorter and we picked the theater that was near our house. So Step Up Revolution was not playing at that theater. It was in Awatuki, which is very far from where we live, if you, you don't know. Uh, if you, as all of our <laughs> listeners, don't know where Roy lives. No, we have listeners that live here that would know. Okay, but okay. mostly, you know, listeners wouldn't know. It's far away. Uh, so it would be too far for us to travel there, watch the movie, and then come back uh, with Cora by herself with her parents be- with Corinne's parents because we didn't know how it would go maybe it would be awful next time we know we could probably go watch so the you Dark could go Knight watch a movie in Las Vegas yeah uh, so we watched Paranorman how was that? I really really liked it yeah it reminded me of Monster House if you've ever seen Monster I House I haven't uh, Monster House and Paranorman are uh very sweet stories, a sentimental, also very sad. I want to say that Monster House was written by somebody that has written something else that I like. Really? Okay. Well, uh, both Monster House and Paranorman, if they had been live action, would have been kind of scary. Like, fairly scary, actually. But because they were animated, they weren't. Uh, I, w- I was, was written really by the guy that writes the showrunner for Community. It was written by Dan Harmon. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not something that I like because it's not something that I know anything about. But it's something that you I've heard like is good. I have never seen an oh, episode of Community. It's sweet. Like it's a very special world. It's kind of like the world where um, my name is Earl inhabits, where it, you know talks about things in our world, but every everything is kind of uh, more tender. Oh, good. It's funny. Like, it's just more naive, the the way that feels. Uh, yeah, so I would recommend Paranormal. So, but because of that, we have not seen Step Up Revolution, and I still really want to know how it is. Roy. Honestly, I, Roy, I'm not joking about this. Roy. I fucking mean it. Let's make a date and go see this movie together. Okay. But Cran also wants to see it. Sorry. Somebody has to stay at home and watch the baby. 
So I could go see we with your wife, cat. I guess. You could tape the baby to the cat. Well, you could the see cat it outside. twice. What could go wrong? Right? I'm and then sure I could write, awesome. And then I could write two reviews of it. Yeah. Roy, no, I'm not going to see that movie twice. Well, how do you they, know? Look, I, I, my offer's on the table, Roy. It's non-negotiable. Uh-huh. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad. I know how to do badass negotiations <laughs> okay. now. Uh, we're, we're still in season two. We kind of stopped. Mm, really, I saw the really depressing. It is really depressing. I saw the last. Uh, I saw the last episode last night. It's pretty good. It's pretty cliffhanger. It, it's all over. No, it's no, not. The they split because they of... split the last season into two seasons. Uh, okay. Fucking Harry Potter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Hobbit. The Hobbit. I'm excited that the Hobbit is split up. Did they split? Was it going to be one movie and they split it into two, or did they it's... split it into three? I think it's three. No. Wow. I thought that I was joking when I said that but to somebody the other day, but I, it, it turns out I guess I was, it was the I'm truth. I'm not 100% about that. It's funny because it's true, Roy. Like I didn't read it on a blog. Roy, you know what else is true? What? It's been a while since we helped people. It has we got been. a lot of people to help. They've been we waiting. we should get to it. But first, let's have a fucking gross cocktail. <laughs> okay. Roy, this week's cocktail is fucking gross, and I'm angry at you for making me drink it. Hey, I when when I chose it, I did not know that it was going to be gross. Okay, right? I didn't look up gross cocktail recipes. I looked up beer cocktail recipes. Yeah, so this, this is a list. this is what? What is this? It is. It's uh, not a it's Rattler. A, sh- sh- a uh, shandy. Shandy gaff. A shandy gaff. So this is a beer with some ginger beer in it. Actually, it says shady gaff here. Shady gaff. Are you sure you didn't just write it down wrong? I don't know. I'm okay. not sure. You know, I I drank a Radler while I was in Germany Mm -hmm. because somebody told me that I should, and it was the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. and I didn't. I don't like drinking in the middle of the day, right? And that was pretty gross. Oh, those grow on you. I didn't like it the first time that I drank one. Sure, I mean, I didn't like a Hefeweizen in the first time I drank one, but they grow on you. But they're sweet. I did like a candy Kool Aid beer. It's like I want more. Yeah, but this isn't good. This is gross. Uh, I like mine. You know, it tastes like a really good medicine. Uh, I so you you really enjoy the taste of ginger. Yes, I do. And boy, do is I is that oh okay I, yeah I do not like it because he oh that that's good because on the other side I don't like the taste of pale of ales. a pale ale yeah so yeah. for for you this the ginger a little bit brings some actual good flavor into the gross flavor of a of a pale ale and that's for true. me. Something that is fucking sick ruins something that was fucking beautiful prior to that. Uh, do you want to explain how, how one makes it? Uh, yeah, you pour a you pour a beer into a glass and then you ruin it by pouring some ginger beer into it. Yep, that's how that's, you make it. That is exactly it. Shady gaff. That is our cocktail. Shandy. I think, I think shady. it's a shandy gaff. Shady gaff. It could okay, be a shandy gaff. Uh, do we have old business to take care of, Roy? We do. Uh, Patrick. Sent us a link uh, to listen to his band's uh, song about the Screaming Eagle. I have to tell you, Roy. What? I wasn't expecting much. But when I listened to it, I was like, wow, no, this is really a band. Like, Mm -hmm. these guys are good at playing music on instruments and singing. Right. And then later on, they say something about a Screaming Eagle. And Mm -hmm. I know what that means. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Now, he requested that we not play it on the air because it's not done. Sure. But but uh, I will gladly play that on the air when it is done and yep. uh, and promote that band. Yeah, because they're recording an album right now. So uh, Patrick, we are interested and uh, keep us up to date. And thank you. 
Uh, we also have an update from Omni. Thanks for the advice, guys. I thought you might want an update, so here it is. After balking at the cost of tuition at the college I wanted to attend in Baltimore, I decided to remain in city and move back in with my parents. Now I'm working full time, taking a class on the side, and feeling groovy as I stay on tip top of everything. Also, my supervisor got fired for getting in a fist fight, and work is decisively less shitty. Keep up the Lord's work, guys. Your advice is 100% kosher beef in my eyes. Omni. That's great news. Yeah. Thanks is there any such thing as kosher beef? Uh, yeah. I only eat beef wrapped in cheese. Then, then that would not be kosher. Okay, good. Uh, Roy, how about yeah. the segment of the show that we like to call Topics? Topics. What's today's topic, Roy? Bicycle safety. How do you feel about bicycle? I'm surprised that you uh, selected this. Really? Yeah, I don't feel like you spend a lot of time on a bicycle. Uh, not anymore. I used to. Yeah? How did you yeah. feel about safety when you did so? Well, you know, I... There are two periods of, of time. Actually, the time that I spent the most uh, on a bicycle was when I lived in Germany, where they actually believe in bicycles and have all kinds of roads like by the side of the freeway that is supposed to be your bike lane. Um, yeah, did you go with us on... Well, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, did on a the tour. Brewer, on the brewery tour, I mean, yeah. when, when I was okay. living there. Yeah, but I just couldn't remember. I couldn't remember who all was on that. Uh, you, Kevin, Corinne, and myself. Okay, good. Because we were in Germany together. Yeah, we were. What um, was that thing? Huh? <laughs> that weird wooden thing. Yeah. The the uh, spindle? Is that what it was? <laughs> Roy, I don't know. Uh-huh. Nobody ever told me. Have we shared this story? Uh, I don't know. I think it seems I like it maybe. has come up. There yeah. was a funny thing that happened where I got so drunk that I had no idea what the fuck was going on. We were in an Irish pub. <laughs> yeah. Right? And they had I... kinds of bric-a-brac on the walls and stuff. But there was a piece of bric-a-brac on the floor that was part of some sort of spinning wheel. And apparently I picked it up four or five times saying whoa what is this yeah and asked corinne what it was and she, and she told she me explain every time what it, yeah what it was yeah and then uh she sent you out to she heard me accidentally knock over a trash can in the in the this is once we got home yeah in the driveway right. of the house that we were staying at and she was like roy go out there and take care of him which you did by bringing me another beer uh it was the best it worked and then we talked we had a very uh Oh, we did. I'm sure it was a very serious conversation. Yeah, it was, which I, I remember, was, and I'm sure that you do not I, remember. I'm sure that I do. I tripped over the trash can because I was trying to walk back and forth until I sobered up enough that I could go to sleep without <laughs> dying the next day, which is a thing that I do when I get too drunk. My impulse is to pace for a couple of hours sure, and before that I go have been to sleep fine. if it's, I hadn't knocked over exactly. a trash can. It wasn't because you were out there. It was because I didn't knock you were over hitting the things. trash can on purpose. With uh, your body. <laughs> yeah, I did hit it with my body. Anyway, we went on a bike ride. You mm-hmm. used to ride a bike a lot in Germany. Yeah, so when, when I did that, I never had a helmet or anything else. I mean, I did... I, I didn't even have those little cuffs for, for your... Ah, damn uh, it, Roy. I keep taking drinks really? of this because I look at it and I think it's a fucking glass of beer. Yeah, And then I remember good, huh? after the second or third swallow... It's delicious. Ugh. I'm almost done with mine. Um, but now if I get on a bike, I do wear a helmet. I think it's probably... And a light. I wear a light. Way more dangerous to ride a bike here than it is in a place where they actually are... Sure, but um, okay. I I didn't say the second part. When when I lived downtown Tempe, I didn't use a helmet or yeah. a light, and I once got stopped by bike cops who told me I needed a light. See, when I uh, when I started riding a bike in in the city, actually, I was just like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear a helmet and put lights on this thing because it's not worth 
any risk, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is a thing that I'm doing because I feel like I have to so that my heart will work and I won't die. Sure. Right? It's not like a, I'm excited about riding a fucking bike somewhere. Well, it's you're, like, you're past the age I'm of like 25. tricking myself into getting some exercise by like, well, if I ride partway to work, I will have to keep going until I get to work. Sure. And so that's uh-huh. the role that my bike have fills in Have you calculated life. what the, the turn back point is? Oh no, but yeah. I mean it's not it's not hard to figure out, right? Like because the blocks in Phoenix are all exactly one mile square. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, but it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm so averse to wasting effort that like even getting a half a mile from my house and then turning around going back to my house and driving would be it's more waste wasteful than just continuing to bike mm-hmm. to work. Yeah. And then once so I'm at work it. once I'm at work I will use the work truck to drive home right? (laughs) and then leave my bicycle at work for a month and then someday make somebody drop me off at work so I can ride my bike back. Well, can't you just drive the truck back and then... Oh, sure. If I hadn't driven it off a cliff. (laughs) Okay. That's another thing I do sometimes. Uh I like just destruction of property. You know, it makes me feel alive. I just, I just want to feel something. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, know, and you also like shopping for, for cars. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. Mm-hmm. I fucking love going in there with the high-pressure sales situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting new tires. I'm a negotiating machine. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. I hate negotiating. Right. And you'll just pay the cover price for something. Yeah, I will. I'll go in and be like, what do you want more? I want to pay more for this. I don't even, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want a car. I just want to waste some money. I just, I just want to be taken advantage you, of. You just give them a suitcase full of money. Yeah. And walk out. Yep. Here you go. They never saw it coming. Bye, guys. Uh, All right. Topics. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, we got a question from uh, Fucked Up in Finland. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. So I have a problem. I have a cat right now, but I gave him to my dad for the summer, and the two of them have fallen so much in love, I can't take him back without feeling bad. So naturally, I need to get a new cat. But I'm moving to a very small student apartment, and I don't know if it's a bad idea to keep a cat in such a small place. Is it okay to keep a cat in a small apartment, or will he become bored? Do cats need plenty of space? Can he be happy? Uh, I know you're a cat guy, so you'll probably have a great, big, some great advice for me. Um, thanks, guys. This is Fucked Up in Finland. I think Roy and I are of two different minds. Mm-hmm. on this issue uh my cat that i've had for uh i don't know 10 years mm-hmm. uh during a lot of periods of time uh my cat and i lived in a very tiny room together mm-hmm. uh once because i was renting a room in a house that had a big like a doberman the the guy who owned the house had a doberman oh, right? yeah. and i just you know it's not that the, Do- the doberman was very friendly i didn't want my cat to blind the doberman by attacking it sure or to uh, be frightened yeah, I mean, yeah, she yeah. got scared. Yeah, um, and then again, when I rented a tiny room in a house uh, that was owned by a guy who was allergic to cats, uh-huh. um, you know, which was fine. It didn't actually cause any problems, but I just lived with my cat in probably an eight by eight room, and she was fine. You know, and I think your cat is very special in that regard. You think? Yeah, because uh, even though my cat got used to being in an apartment for for a while, for a couple of living situations, he really enjoys being outside. How do and you know? he's as... how can you tell when that cat enjoys anything? Well, okay, I mean that bring brings us to another point where um, I don't think you, uh, cats can ever be happy. I think it's part of their nature to not. They're be They're like happy. women. 
I would not compare a cat to a woman. Why? Why not, right? Um, you can fuck women. Okay, I'm still not getting it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, you. Yeah. You. You can have a conversation. I'm. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna. Convince I'm not gonna me. convince you. Um. You know. So. So I'm of the mind that um a cat. Sh- you know, if it wants to be outside, should be able to be outside because it's yeah, it's cat, a fucking wild about animal. Cats. They fucking want everything all the time, and then they don't want it all of a sudden. Yeah, so that's I, the thing. I about give it. it to them all the time. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. I think if you got a kitten and raised it in a small yeah, space, it'll be fine. And paid attention to it, and were nice to it, and fed it, and played with it, it would be fucking happy. Like, yeah. and it, you know. Cats need exercise, but they don't need a, a field in order to. Get yeah, exercise. they can just run in tight circles. Like they will mm-hmm. instinctively get the exercise that they need. Although I've also been lucky because my cat will not eat to the point where she gets fat. Right. So she stays very slim. Yeah, and, she is very and, slim. I mean, she's also she was sort of like runty and probably just broken in a mm. lot of ways well She's she was abused before very, you very, rescued very her tiny yeah right. um yeah i like my don't cat. um you know i remember a few years back they had um these things called bonsai cats right wasn't that a cat that was raised in a jar and mm-hmm. you would just feed it and clean it yeah get one of those yeah it's a good i think good that idea. website's still up yeah kevin can hook you up with that guy uh-huh. i think they were in the same frat uh questions I frequently find myself talking about nutrition with others, nearly always when they notice I follow a particular diet for gaining mass and for general health, not weight loss, and ask questions. The problem is apparently nobody has any idea what proper nutrition means. I continually hear the same myths, such as how one needs to eat every three hours to avoid starvation mode, or how eating before bed increases body fat percentage. What should I do in this situation? Should I just nod and say, wow, I didn't know that, when people tell me my body is going to decay because they see me eating a low-protein meal when when I know I'm hitting my target? Or should I try to teach them something about proper nutrition by mentioning peer reviewed scientific journals and not men's health magazine since hey they brought it up and they're potentially doing themselves harm by believing these myths my strategy so far has just been to mention my progress in the gym and running or whatever but that never ends the conversation and always makes me feel like a douche terrence hmm i mean i'm all about explaining things to people oh it's the worst name (laughs) it's still still worse than the worst name i'm Um, sorry i only foods that's uh, like my diet is i eat foods that start uh, with the letters P and T and everything, you know, I avoid everything else. Okay, can you have peanut butter? Peanut butter, yeah. Just one word. Yeah. Okay. No, and you together. could have like... If you spell it as one word. Tangerine jelly. Yep. So you could have a peanut butter, tangerine jelly, and... Toothpaste. Okay, so you use toothpaste for yeah. the bread. It's very slimming. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, you can't have butter, but you can have putter which is a lower calorie sure. substitute yeah for butter because mm-hmm. the bottom part of the b is removed mm-hmm. that's where all the calories are yeah it's bad calories okay about this particular thing i don't know that anyone really knows anything about nutrition like there are certainly do you feel a nutritionist that went to school and got a degree in nutrition doesn't actually know anything about it it's like an economist no, I don't know that I would say that about an economist, but I would say that a, a lot philosopher. of a lot of a lot of what is taught, a lot of what is common knowledge, a lot of the science surrounding nutrition is actually like 
bullshit science that was done by the American Institute for Beef is really good for you. You really paid think for that's by what's cow influencing farmers. degrees and universities uh, oh, now? Abs- yeah, absolutely. Still, yeah. Okay. No, because I mean, like, the, it's what? What's your fe- feeling for this? Well, I mean, I I think that it is a very complicated, very poorly understood subject, mm-hmm. and I think that that will definitely not like the stop RB school of nutrition. That will not stop somebody from selling you a degree about it if they don't actually know what's going on. It's it's possible that I'm wrong, and that going to nutrition classes at nutrition university. Mm-hmm was aware of this shit 30 years ago sure right and knew to ignore the stuff that was just clearly lobbied into existence the as beef council said. as health advice and stuff um, right but it, it it is it is a complicated thing and the only thing that you can't argue with is something that works for somebody right i get into these arguments all the time with people when i say that exercise is a bad way to lose weight and I, and I tell them, that based on my own personal experience, mm-hmm. that the thing that made me lose weight was just dramatically cutting the amount that I ate. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that everybody who says, no, I just want to keep eating the way that I do, but exercise a lot, is going to fail. Because right. keeping up but- an exercise regimen is extremely hard and also not particularly important. Because if you're getting on a treadmill and you turn on the thing that says, how many calories am I burning? It takes you a fucking hour to burn off a single soda. So it, you have two choices. Run for an hour or don't drink a soda. Like, which one of those is easier? What if you're running for 20 hours? D- yeah, then you could probably just eat and drink whatever you wanted and you would not gain like the any weight. But I don't know, man. So many times, so many times I get into drunk professor mode and I try to give people advice about this stuff, and people argue with me. Yeah, but you also exercise a lot. Like, yeah, but me exercising, all that does is make me strong. Because I quit exercising for like six months, didn't gain any weight at all. Mm-hmm. I got kind of, I got kind of flabby, relatively. All my muscle turned into shit. Sure. Just arms full of shit and chest full of shit and you know abs full of um, shit. I kind of have a little gut. It's not severe. Yeah. You know, it's... it's uh, You're a lanky. All right. You're a lanky dude. I don't really exercise. Yeah, of course you don't. Um, and You toss I, a baby around every once in a while. Sure, you go, I, pig, you go mean, on the gridiron and you toss a baby. T- toss the baby skin. Yeah. Um, I actually am moving around much more with the baby than I have in but a you, very long time. But you eat pretty well. I yeah. Mean, you know, you just with, you eat food. a lot of vegetables. You don't ever. You never really had a taste for fast food. You don't drink any soda no, to speak that. of, and uh, you know at the movies. Yeah, but I mean that's not a thing that you do all the time. Once a week, I think we sure. we once a week you from, have a soda from the yeah. Five Guys. Yeah. No soda, and I mean I think that's like more or less fine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that I would you know. Without having any evidence one way or the other, I would probably trust the guy who got the degree rather than the men's magazine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, like if you have found something that works for you, that thing totally works for you. But yeah. everybody, it's a controversial subject, right? But like his question isn't it's how he, it's, it's, right. how, it's it, how he should act around people who are wrong about something. Uh-huh. And it's kind of the same deal. Like, just don't be a dick, you mm-hmm. know, like. It's okay that they're wrong. It doesn't hurt you that they're wrong. And if they're not, you know, you can you can tell them like, oh, well, you know what I've what I've found is that I do this and this and this, and that works pretty well for mm-hmm. me. And then they say, oh, well, I heard you're supposed to do this and this and this. So I'm like, oh, okay. 
I, I, I would phrase that with, do you want to know my opinion as a nutrition nutritionist? Mm-hmm. And then they'll probably say, yeah. And then you tell them, but this guy's not, a, this try. guy is not a nutritionist. He doesn't have like, he doesn't have any, when he says mentioning peer reviewed studies, he just means peer reviewed studies oh, that he read on the I internet. See. I thought he was a nutritionist. I've been misled. He's just a guy juicing his pecs. <laughs> I see. Blasting some spinach. Yeah, just just say what works for you. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Like, People are still going to do whatever I got, they want. Look at these. Do. Look at these veins. You make a muscle so that your veins pop out. You say, you know what's in these veins? Fucking spinach, and that's it. Uh huh. Just IV spinach. Just just get a get a needle, fill it with spinach. Shoot that shit directly into your fucking veins. Not even fucking kidding, man. Say that to them. Just yeah. freak them out, and then they'll be freaked out. And never want to very, very loud, and never want to talk it. to you again. Yeah, get right up in their face. Yeah, then, then, then you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, and then you just talk real loud, and they get like little flecks of spinach spit all over them. It was an IV. Uh, bros, I'm really hungry, but not married to any pregnant girls. What's the best place to get some placenta to snack on? Hungry in Hungary. Well, uh, you don't have to be married to a pregnant girl. You can just get a girl pregnant. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I think, the best way. What you want to do is you want to get a girl pregnant every week so that nine months from now, mm. every week, you'll you have a fresh feasting. placenta to eat. Yeah. yeah. I hear you live forever if you can keep eating a placenta a week. I, yeah. I think it's the if you can keep getting girls pregnant. So an apple a day keeps the doctor away. A placenta a day keeps the reaper at bay. Ah. That's, that is, I think, that old adage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you keep having kids, you can just you can just drink their souls uh, <laughs> to get a little younger. So yeah, I mean, one a week—that's man, you're golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the problem is, good luck getting like, like what kind of job is he going to have to have in order to support all these? See, ladies? it's not that you couldn't convince one girl a week to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. Like now, now that I've sort of figured out the world, I could probably do that, right? If I if I wasn't really didn't really have an eye for quality. Uh-huh. Like if if all if my only goal was to convince one new woman a week to have sex with me, sure, I could probably do that. That is the thing that I'm confident that I could do. But the problem is, I feel you could. Yeah, sure. The okay. problem is they have to be ovulating, right? At you have the to time, hit right? The target. So really, what you need just playing playing the math, playing the math, you need four women a week, right? Because mm-hmm. one out of every four women is probably impregnable. Mm-hmm. One out of four women of of impregnable age, that might be low. Actually, I don't I don't actually know. I've never run run the numbers. I, I've actually never uh, seen a woman with her clothing off. Right. Uh, so I have no idea how any of this works. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. You've got like a you've got a fertile crescent. Mm-hmm. You've got a yeah, val- and you gotta touch the button. You got a valley method something uh-huh yeah so you know there's the time there's uh-huh. the between, well you have to have rhythm there's between the moons yeah you walk if you have sex without rhythm you won't uh y- you won't uh attract the worm uh-huh. which is your dick uh-huh. so that the rhythm the, method the is, worm won't wake the up the rhythm method is a is a catholic practice for not getting a boner right yeah which mm-hmm. is just like either Either you, you think of the Pope. Either you, you put a nail, uh, like some sort of weird nail harness on your dick, or yeah, you just think of the Pope. Mm-hmm. The problem comes during those epics of history where there's a super sexy Pope. Right, that's true. It gets really hard. Mm-hmm. Then you need like baseball, I guess. Uh-huh, to think of? Yeah. To, yeah. to, to stop, stop being hard? Dear Roy and Zach, 
My wife travels for work a few times a year. Before every trip, she suffers from general anxiety related to the trip. Nothing specific like flying or getting rabies or anything, just general anxiety. How can I help her be less anxious or deal with her anxiety better? Thanks, abandoned spouse in Arlington. I'm curious as to why one of the examples of a specific anxiety is getting rabies while on your business trip. What, maybe she travels to wombat country. <laughs> Cujo land. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you get anxiety before trips or something, yeah, right? But boy. it has to do with the plane, right? Yeah, mine has to do with flying. I and I'm not I'm not scared of flying in the sense that I am afraid that the plane is going to crash and I'm going to die. I just don't I hate it. You're afraid and of I, surviving. I am afraid while I am on airplanes, even though I'm not afraid of anything in particular. It's just the combination of sensory input mm. that Yeah, I don't know. And so I just I dread it and it just ruins my It'll ruin a week or 10 days of my life leading up to the point where I have to do it. I'll just realize that I'm just feeling worse and worse and worse and just freaking out and freaking out wow. if I have to fly. No, I fucking hate it so much. I got used to it for a while, and then I had a really bad, really turbulent flight that just brought it all back way worse than it ever was before. And mm-hmm. it's just gotten worse and worse over time. Hey, and and you've never tried um, some kind of drug to zonk you out? No, well, booze. I mean, alcohol is the drug that I like to. Yeah, but you're always really aware when you drink, right? Like something else, like Valium or something. Yeah, I need to get some beta blockers. You should Mm -hmm. get her some beta blockers. Oh, man, yeah, lithium. Should be like that weird guy we went to high school with who was like, oh, yeah, man, everything's pretty much okay. Really? We went to high school with a weird guy? Uh, Yeah, I was in. he was a freshman when we were a senior. Huh. And he was just a guy. I think he told me that he tried to kill somebody, and that's why they put him on lithium. Hmm. But he was just really nice. He was somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not me. Is that right. what you're? No, like a. He was, not, I was like, "Why himself. are you on lithium?" He and he was to... like, "Well, you don't remember, man. I tried to kill you, and they put me on lithium." I was like, "Oh yeah." They put me on lithium too. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, I, I didn't know that. He was just really chill. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because I, I, I'm anxious too. Uh, a thing that's good for anxiety is booze and sex and mm. baths. Be good for you anyway. And um, sometimes all three at the same time. Mm-hmm. Get her drunk and fuck her in a bathtub. Huh. It's pretty good. Or uh, do, do you like having sex in water? No. 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 Stuff does no. not slide. No, it does not. Nope. That seems really romantic when you're in high school, or like it seems like it's going to be awesome. It's not. Nope, it's really not. Uh, hi, Zach and Roy. I'm hoping you can give us some advice on how to deal with a phobia I have. I'm not afraid of very many things, but one thing I'm absolutely terrified of is bees. When I see a bee, I change from a grown man into a petrified child. I used to scream at the sight of them, but luckily now I just run in circles looking drunk and panicking until the bee goes away. Sometimes the bastards seem to follow me, and that's never cool. My friends all laugh and say bees couldn't give a shit about me unless I step on them, but what do they know? There might be a hit out on me. But seriously, the thing is, I've never been stung by one, so I don't know where my phobia originated from. My friends and family tell me I should just allow myself to be stung to get over my fears, but what if I have a deadly allergic reaction? Any suggestions on how to overcome my fear without the possibility of death? Thanks and love the show. Yours, Getting Paranoid in Illinois. Wow. Uh, I've never been stung by a bee. It is pretty much a certainty that you will not die from getting stung by a bee. Like, not very many people are allergic really? to bees. Yeah. Do, you, do you know any solid numbers on that? I, I don't. One out of ten. I, 
Two out of ten. There's no way. There is no way that... That's even one out of ten? There is no way that even one in a hundred people are deathly allergic to bee stings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It Don't get stung by a bee on purpose. Right? That just seems dumb. Right. So I'm... You'd have to make it pretty angry to sting you because they die. They sting you yeah. as a last resort. Yeah. I, so I've been stung by bees four or five times in my life. Uh, the first two... Once uh, I was at a playground and I uh, grabbed onto like a like a pole on a swing hmm. and there was a bee on the other side of it and it stung me on the hand and it hurt. Very I, much. I have a story like that, but it was a wasp. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got I stepped on a couple of bees. Yeah, they don't um, like that. They really don't. And then uh, once maybe f- seven years ago, I was just standing. We talked about this on a recent episode. I was standing uh at a coworker's cubicle, and a bee just flew into the room and stung me oh, on the, right, on the yeah. throat. Um, and it, you know, it hurts, but it's not that big of a deal. And apart from the story that I just told, that doesn't really ha- like if a bee comes up to you and you just stand perfectly still, nothing will happen. The bee will not sting you. Uh, you can also, I mean, I, I do this. I, you know, I'll shoo them away, and yeah. mostly they go. You can also... But, but he's saying he runs in circles. No, and I've definitely done that. I uh-huh. have been in places where I'm like, oh, fuck a bee, oh, fuck a bee, and that panic reaction kicks in. But if you can resist that, just stand there and say, what, fuck you, bee, I'm standing here. Mm-hmm. Blow on it, and it will go away. If you okay. if you can actually blow pretty hard on a bee, it will be like, F this, I'm getting out of here. Really? Yeah. Okay. So um, Also, yeah, take up cigar smoking. That just, they don't, they, like, that. They don't like it. They stay away. I almost stepped on a bee yesterday. Really? I was, yeah, I was I was sitting outside smoking a cigar. Without your shoes on. Without, no, I had my flip-flops on. This was the problem. It was because I had my shoes on. I was sitting with my legs crossed, and I was about to get up and, and go inside and realized that a bee had landed on my shoe, in wow. between my shoe and my foot, while I was sitting there. And if Man. I had gotten up to go inside without paying attention, would I would have, have stung stepped you. on the bee, and it would have stung mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, little guy, we're buddies. Why don't you go? Why don't you go pollinate those shitty orange trees in my front yard? <laughs> Make more of those. Yeah. Um, get one of those personal fans so that if you can't blow hard enough, your fan can. Okay. Get so you could make yourself a, like a jumpsuit out of a cellophane, uh, with a with a little tank and a button. So like you you live in a bodysuit made out of cellophane, like a sealed. What color cellophane? Body, it's clear. What? Come on, Roy. Well, You're not make, trying to make a make fashion statement here. You're trying to pr- pr- protect yourself against bees. So well, then it's Christmas time. You have a button that you can push that opens a pressurized canister of a bee repellent gel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're walking around. You're just Let living your them. you're living your day to day life. If you see a bee, just push the button. You're just suddenly coated in a bee repellent gel. Huh? That's a great idea. T- I'm telling you, what would you call this suit? Oh wow! I I don't know. I you I haven't thought about this. No. You you need to patent this. I shit. had this idea just now. Uh, bee be gone. Bee be gone. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it leave states me what, what be. it's doing. A leave me be suit mm-hmm. with gel blast. It's B-E-E-B-E-G-O-N-E. No, B- yeah, okay, sure. Or are you trying to be more hip so that you just have the letters? Like yeah, B-E-B-G-N. you are G-N. L-O-L. 
it's gonna be pretty good yeah okay do that Dear fellas, I'm a very politely spoken guy. I've never used any sort of even remotely foul language. Lately, I've come to the conclusion that some situations deserve words stronger than golly gee and the like. How do I start cursing in front of my friends who have lightly teased me forever about not doing so? What should my first curse word be? Sincerely, not good at alliteration in North Carolina. Mm, I, I would um, scatter your, your language with the word damn if you can. That's, okay. that's a good See, starter. I was going to suggest fucker butts <laughs> fucker butts yeah because that's like a weird so you know the, that'll yeah. be endearing oh yeah they're like yeah, yeah. oh that's he's that's learning sweet. to he's learning to curse in such really a cute way how. but you're you're deliberately choosing curse words mm-hmm. i remember talking to this kid once when i was a kid who was he was describing this guy who was so badass that he made up his own curse words really? and i said like what and he said i once heard him call somebody a shit asshole <laughs> And I, and I thought, even as a kid, I thought, you know, that is not actually making up your own curse words. It's just... But he made it into one word. Yeah, it's just it's just combining uh, existing curse words into yeah. a novel yeah, uh, pattern that's kind of cumbersome. All, I thought yeah, all but, this as a but, kid. But all the hip language is combination of words. Sure. I, well, maybe he should have said shittle. A shittle asshole? No, no, all together. Oh, he's shit, a shit okay, old. shit, okay. It means he's a shit asshole. Okay. Uh, it is true, though, that if you actually want to ease into it, da- damn is probably the, the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just a word. Yeah. I didn't used to swear because I was afraid that God would damn me, but now I don't believe any of that motherfucking bullshit at all. You see how I eased into it? Yeah, yeah. You went from damn into, uh, you know, it's it's like a starter, starter curse yeah. word. I, I find myself just saying cock a lot of the time as a generalized uh, interjection. Huh. Because it's funnier than shit. Sure, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also is a word. Yeah, it is a word. Uh, I like saying the word dick. Okay. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I don't say this, but I really liked it when I saw it, when I, when I watched the Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, for any curse words, they, they would say, uh, cuss. They would say cuss, yeah, like cuss cluster, cluster cuss. Uh-huh. Uh, it was and pretty I, good. you know, so if you're consciously choosing a curse word, you could use that and, and it would, uh, throw people off a little bit, but they would know, they would know what you mean. Cuss head. Hey, Zach and Roy. From what I understand, both of you have a bit of experience getting t-shirts printed. Uh, recently, I created a t-shirt design and submitted it to a really, really unofficial contest in a group I'm in created. Uh, a contest a group I'm in created. And now I have people asking me where they can buy it. I don't know how serious these people are. It's over the internet, after all. But I'm totally all for doing it. But I know exactly nothing about getting t-shirts done or how to pick a print shop out of the dozens near me. How should I go about doing this? What can I expect? Any estimates on how much a t-shirt could, should cost straight out of a print shop? Thanks for all the help and all the dirty jokes. Suddenly selling stuff in Sebastopol. Um, here's my advice. Don't do it. Well, well, you know, um, okay, this is why you shouldn't, shouldn't do it. Uh, the reason you shouldn't go to a print shop and have them print your shirts for you is because it's going to cost you a lot of money. Uh, and in order to get a good deal on shirts and printing, you're going to end up having to go to a wholesaler to buy the shirts. You, you shouldn't buy your shirt from a print shop directly because they're, yeah, they, they're going to charge Yeah, that's just adding you. another layer of markup onto it. Um, but in order to get a good deal, you're going to have to buy a minimum of a dozen per shirt color. 
per size. Per size. Yeah. So what I would recommend, and, and Zach can uh, give his opinion after this, uh, what I would recommend is that you find a site on the internet that specializes in making designs that you submit. And there are a few. Um, I remember there's one called uh, MySoti, which has since changed its name, but it's it's still around. I don't remember what the new new name is. But there are sites where you create a design, submit it, and if people buy it, they uh, give you a percentage. Yeah, of I mean that it's sale. essentially like Cafe Press, right? Sure. Except and and so here's here's a question. I don't know. So initially, when we started doing the merchandise for Kingdom of Loathing, it was just on Cafe Press. But that sh- that stuff was just fucking garbage, and I was ashamed to sell it. Right. Because the way that they print, they don't actually screen print stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it just, you couldn't wash them. You know, uh, like it was okay. just, it was just terrible. And I don't know if that has improved at press. all. I don't um, know if, the, like, I don't know if, like, a Zazzle actually... Well, let me ask you, Zach, a question. I once made you a uh, Raul, Raul, Raul Tron shirt mm-hmm. design. How has that held up? Uh, I don't wear it very often. Uh-huh. But you've washed it? I've washed it a couple times. Okay. That was with one of those companies. Okay. I mean, it is entirely possible that with advances in tech, they can screen print stuff on demand one at a time. I mean, there might be just a computer that makes a screen and then screen prints a thing sure. so it doesn't actually have to do it but y- you know here's the thing if you if you want to go with one of those which i think roy is probably right that you should because if you if you can get a bunch of people to like pre-order the shirts so that then... you can just buy because it's not a big deal if you're like you know one of the reasons that we have not had as many problems with selling t-shirts as roy has is that we have had four designs and Roy mm-hmm. has had 50 designs right so mm-hmm. it, it's we it's not a big deal to buy a dozen shirts at a time and if you buy a dozen shirts like an American apparel t-shirt costs like six bucks something like that around mm-hmm. six bucks coming from them which wholesale it, it's a more expensive t-shirt but a lot of yeah. people like it so but I think you probably can get them a little cheaper than that and mm-hmm. then for a single color you probably shouldn't pay more than like 50 bucks set up and uh, per, a buck fifty. A well, shirt. it depends on how. For a single color, it should be more like fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars setup. Yes, that's what the setup is. Huh. Fifteen to maybe twenty, but normally it should be fifteen. Huh. I color. just always, I just always thought of it's like not, the screen charges being like fifty bucks. Is like what if you, it's four colors? Then it, yeah. okay. Right. It depends on how many colors right. you have. But then like a buck fifty or two bucks. Yeah. Per shirt the actual print. printing is, is like fairly it's cheap. not that expensive, mm-hmm. but. It's the but shirts it's, getting. Yeah, the but it's a, it's a complicated process, right? Because you have to get you have to like have a business social security number to buy from a wholesale place mm-hmm. and stuff. Which like, you it's know not, you could if you're only making a few, right? Uh, you can always borrow somebody else's. You know if you're yeah, or you could just find somebody that you know who works for a place business. that orders shirts. And say, hey, can mm-hmm. I just add some onto this order? And sure. then uh, you know. If you if you can't, but yeah, something like a Zazzle or or you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Cafe Press might be good now for all I know. But there are a lot of places like that that you just specify a design, let other people pay them. They take a big cut. And they don't give you very much of the money, but you have no risk, right, associated with buying the stock in the first place. But if is, you really want to be hands on and you want to make sure that uh, stuff gets printed the way that you want it to be printed, uh, one thing to keep in mind is that. Um, 
a t-shirt screen printer is going to be extremely literal about your instructions. Do not assume anything. And also they are going to be super fucking high. Well, this is why they're very the literal. Uh, so have an example. If you can uh, make your own shirt that you show them and they have with them, uh, have a color guide of if you have more than one color. Um, and if you're going to also buy the shirts and, and do those yourself, um, do not overextend yourself. Just buy the minimum that you can, make those, and then if you need to make more, then make the next batch. Also, if you're anything like me, you have three or four buddies who have access to a t-shirt screen printing shop that you could just go into sure, with a six-pack of beer and print some t-shirts on your own. And it's that's easy. fucking horrible. Oh, I, I think it's pretty easy. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made some, and it was awful. Okay. It was so much work and so stressful and so tense trying not to fuck it up. And I didn't fuck any of them up. It is better if you can have somebody else do it. Yeah. Uh, but it's possible. So so good luck. If, if you have more specific questions, I'm very happy to answer those per email for you. Right. I think we've gotten to the ads plugs. Thanks. Ads plugs. Thanks. I have none. Uh, I uh, want to uh, plug something. It's a recommendation. Uh, this week I saw the movie uh, They Live, which was written by Ray Nelson and adapted to the screen by John Carpenter and directed by him. And I was surprised and, and very uh, pleased by the fact that it stars uh, Roddy Rowdy Piper. Mm-hmm. I saw him at Comic-Con a you couple did? years ago. Oh, a couple years ago. And I thought, ago. he's just standing there by himself. I could totally go talk to Rowdy Roddy Piper right now. And but you then didn't? I thought, I don't have anything to say to Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, now that I've seen this movie, I do have something to say to him. Oh, and good. it is that... I was pretty pleased with with it. And now, uh, to be honest, it is kind of, kind of dated, you know, especially the music and the twenty minute uh, fight scene in the middle of, of the movie, where most of the fight moves are wrestling moves. But it was pretty awesome, and I I would have to say that I would like to see this movie in particular be redone to uh, today's standards. Good, Roy. If somebody wanted to get some advice from us, how would they go about doing that? I think they would go to our website, advicehotdog.com, and there they would see a link to Gmail, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com, a link to Twitter, at advicehotdog, a link to Facebook, facebook.com slash advicehotdog, or they would have a link to our telephone number, which is 769-218-9225, and we do play your messages. Yeah, we do. When there are questions. Or they could send us a postcard or anything else to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona 85274. Sweet. Hey, Roy, are you ready for the stinger? Yes. Sean writes, popcorn, movie or microwave? Mm. This is hard, Roy. Is it? They're both so good. Huh. In their own way. Okay, please explain. Before I make my decision, I want to be fully informed. Okay, so here's the thing that I like about movie popcorn. It's fucking great. Oh, okay. This is an easy thing. So I worked at a movie theater for a long time. You know, I didn't work at a movie theater for that long. When I think... When it I, seems like a huge part of your it life, It does right? seem like a huge part of my life. Yeah. But, like, I worked at a movie theater for roughly one-fifth of the time that I have been a self-employed video game maker mm-hmm. and that does not seem like how my life has gone but you're still doing this 
I am. So I ate a ton. Of, I could eat as much popcorn as I wanted for free. And boy, could I eat a lot of popcorn for free. Really? There were, you even didn't you once tell me that there were bags that you would keep and it was kind of old popcorn that you would put back into the yeah, mix? Yeah, that grossed me out um, to find it. Although there's nothing wrong with it, right? It's not unsafe that they do this. No, no, it's, it's just the not fact that it gets it's just um, could be. So, soft. So they, they, eh, not really. Not, it in, doesn't? not in Arizona. It okay. doesn't, like stuff doesn't really get stale when it's dry like okay. this. But so they would take the popcorn out of the machine at the end of the day, put it in a garbage bag, put it in the shelf, put it in a shelf, put it on a shelf in the back, mm-hmm. and then the next morning, just dump it back into the popcorn machine. Oh, so it's Which, just the next day. Yeah. But the thing that bothered me about that is depending on how long that's gone on, there could be a Kernels single kernel of popcorn old. in there from 1970. Right. So I made sure that that did not happen by when there was not very much popcorn in the bag. I just fucking threw it away. Like, I just ignored oh. their instructions. Like, up, oh, I ate all the popcorn. I threw in the dumpster. Uh-huh. Um, because we could eat as much popcorn as we wanted and as much butter flavoring as we wanted. That, really? was, the, that was the really hard part. Did you, did you have the cheese uh, things at that no. time? Nope. <clears throat> but even though, even though I spent these weeks of my summers living on movie theater popcorn and Mountain Dew, because you could also get free Mountain Dew, uh, I still love both of those things. Huh. I don't think that it would be possible for me to burn out. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. It's so good. I, I do need to point out that you are someone who believes that eating popcorn at the movies is equivalent to a meal. You like, can. Like dinner. You, your wife also believes this, and you, yeah. you disagree with both of us pretty mm-hmm. vehemently, but it is entirely acceptable to, hey, what do you want to do for dinner? Let's go to the movies and have popcorn for dinner. Huh. That is totally okay to do okay but microwave popcorn yeah i think that's bullshit is its own magical brand of special awesome okay because here's what you do explain you put it in there you read the bag and it says stop popping this when the when the pops get to be one or two seconds yeah, it says to listen but you do that and you stop popping it when that interval is about half what it suggests and then you eat all the popcorn and it's nice and it's nice and moist it's still got plenty of the oil that hasn't been dried out from overcooking it and then you also have probably 50 unpopped kernels which you just chomp you just put them in your mouth and you just eat them like they're fucking candy Uh uh-huh and it is awesome huh i've never tried that I'm assuming that most people would not actually enjoy this. Really? Uh, yeah, because I... It's like eating espresso beans or something. Yeah, it's, they're harder than espresso beans. Sure. No, I know um, how hard they are. Yeah, but it's like, for the same reason that I enjoy taking like an atomic fireball or an everlasting gobstopper and just chomping it like it's a, you know, like it's a milk Like dud. it's ice. Yeah, just chomp it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that because it hurts my teeth. I like... Taking a Jolly Rancher and chewing on it and biting down really so hard that your teeth so that stuck. my teeth get stuck together and then just tearing them apart. Yeah. I get an almost sexual pleasure Whoa. out of hurting my teeth by eating something. You can't come unless you chip a <laughs> Like tooth. that, yeah. Uh, and so I really, really like eating. I, I had a friend my freshman year of, of college who said, wow, you know, with the way that you eat popcorn, you could totally have a symbiotic relationship with a normal person. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, you know, couples where one person doesn't eat crusts and the other one does. Sure, yeah. Yeah. 
Except I eat the popcorn and the unpopped kernels. Yeah. It's just that That's I... It's all for you, baby. I sabotage the popping process so that there will be a bunch of extra unpopped kernels. Yeah. Because huh. I like to eat them. And then those are things that are mine. You know, if I'm sharing this popcorn with other people... Yeah, you spit gonna, on it, too. They're not going to eat that shit. Oh, yeah. I just like... Oh, sorry, I sneezed into the bag as I was opening it. Uh, Given the choice, I would choose microwave popcorn. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't like eating popcorn at the movie theater. But what about, so I have a popcorn popper. Did you ever eat any of the popcorn that I made in that? It's like like Mm, movie theater popcorn, but not at the movie theater. Sure. It's not uh, anything against the popcorn itself. It's being at the movie's. I don't like eating popcorn at the movies. Why? Because the crunching interferes with the soundtrack that, of the movie? I, I can't hear it so well, and I have to concentrate on where the popcorn is, having my hands full of the stuff, I spill it, and, you know, it's another thing that I'm thinking about, huh. and I, I just want to So you like to movie. just get swept away by the magic. I do. Good. Although I, I, I can never hold the, you know, the box of popcorn in my lap. You know, with the whole cut. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You, you know but I mean, that, I feel like that you're, you're beyond. But that. it allows my hands to be free. Yeah, so that it, I, can yeah, just I mean, touch that's why you life. just you just jack off mm-hmm. through the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's this is this is one of the advantages of being an adult. Yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah, you, want. you don't have to. You don't have to like trick someone into touching your dick. You can just do that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Zach. I've been Roy, and this has been Advice Hot Dog. <laughs>